Hi everyone and welcome to the Mum Boss Method podcast. I'm Chrissy. I'm the Mum Boss, but you already know that. If you are listening to me on the podcast, it is lovely to have you listening. If you're watching me on YouTube, it's lovely to have YouTube. YouTube, it's lovely to have you watching. How has your week been? I'm having a casual day today, so those those of you that are listening, you can't see this, but I am hoodie and legginged up. It's very cold, so I've been making sure I am very comfy today so that I can be snuggly and warm in my office. But let me tell you a little bit about my week so far. Went out for dinner with my lovely friends yesterday, which was so nice. And um, today, actually... I took myself off to a little coffee shop for an hour and a half just to do some kind of creative writing work and just to change the scenery a little bit. Um, I went to check it out to see if it was going to be dog friendly. I think it will be dog friendly. Is my dog cafe friendly though? That's the question. He gets quite anxious around other dogs and just sitting down in situations like that. But I'm going to be doing it a bit more often because what I came to realise is I'm here in the house five days of the week pretty much on my own, apart from Henry. And I decided I really wanted to start seeing some different scenery. So yeah, from now on I might spend a couple of hours on a Wednesday in a cafe and I may or may not take Henry, we'll see. Anyway, that's a little bit about where I am at and have been this week. I hope you are having a good one. Today I want to talk to you about tracking your food. Yes, tracking your food. Why do I want to talk to you about this? Well, one of the first things that I get my clients to do is to start tracking their food intake. Because let's think about this. You track your bank balance, right? You track what goes in and out of your bank balance because you want to make sure you've got enough money in there. So why wouldn't you track your food? You track how much petrol is in your car, so that you don't run out while you're driving down the motorway. So why wouldn't you track your food? We know, and if you've been listening to the podcast a while, you will know that weight loss is a simple equation equation of calories in versus calories out. Now, you know that that's not me saying it's simple it's easy you should just be able to do it because i know that that's not the case but it is a simple scientific formula the actual execution of it does become a bit more difficult we know but because of that tracking your food is really important to understand what you're putting in your body But there's so much more to tracking your food than that. It's not just about how many calories you're consuming versus how many calories you're burning. Actually, tracking, getting my clients to track their food is so important for their own education of what 
their food contains because so often we eat without even really think about it, thinking about it. We eat mindlessly. We get into habits of what we have for breakfast, what we have for lunch, what we have for dinner. Hey, listen, I've spoken before about the fact that I eat the same breakfast pretty much every day. And if I ever deviate from that breakfast, I end up missing the breakfast and feeling sorry for the breakfast and trying to work out how I can eat the breakfast and make it up to the breakfast. But we get stuck in a rut with what we what we have and we don't think about or consider what's actually in our food, the content of our food, both calories macronutrients so the protein the fats the carbohydrates but also the micronutrients so the vitamins and minerals that keep us healthy that keep our bodies going and so by getting my clients to track their food I'm helping to educate them and they're educating themselves on what is in their food and that is really important because, you know, I've I've just started with a, a group of five lovely ladies on my 90 day transformation program. And, you know, I had a conversation with one of them earlier in the week. She wasn't sure how to track her her dinner. So I gave her some pointers. And then she said to me, you know, I'm still really hungry and I've got 300. I've got 300 calories left. And after a bit of conversation, she was saying, I've nowhere near hit my protein goal for the day. And that's why she's hungry. But she would never have known that if she wasn't tracking her food. And actually, in talking to her about it, you know, I know because she admitted she would just go, normally would just go to the biscuit barrel. She would just go to the biscuit barrel and grab a couple of biscuits just to keep her going because she still felt hungry after dinner and that is a perfect example for me as to why tracking is just so important because it helps you to learn about what is in your food you know another client that I I worked with um loved a Krispy Kreme donut and it wasn't until she started tracking that she realized you know, just how many calories are in a Krispy Kreme donut, particularly her favourite one, which wasn't just a ring Krispy Kreme donut. It was one filled with all sorts of stuff and really high in calories. And she admitted that there are some days that she'll eat one and a half, two Krispy Kreme donuts. And then when she started tracking them, she realised, you know, well, there's a reason why my calories are so high and my weight was going up, but there's also a reason why I'll eat a couple of Krispy Kreme donuts and I'm hungry an hour later because they don't contain anything of substance that's going to keep me full up. So, you know, it's such an educational tool tracking your food. And that's why I thought it was a really, really important topic to bring up on the podcast because you know, I talk to lots of women and work with lots of women who, you know, very much roll their eyes or say that, you know, calorie counting is not for them or it it gives them a bad relationship, you know, with food. Actually, I would 
I would challenge that it's not the calorie counting that is giving you the bad relationship with food. It's the relationship with food that is giving you a bad relationship with food. And I absolutely agree. There are some people, there are some populations that calorie counting does not work for and should not be applied to. Those people who have had um, eating disorders in the past or perhaps um, can get quite obsessive with it then calorie counting is not for you but for those of us wanting to make changes to our health maybe lose some weight eat better more nutritious food then calorie counting absolutely has a place and a very strong place for that education so that's why I use it as a tool because it has a great position for teaching and learning about your food and and how to keep yourself full. So that's kind of where I wanted to start but I also wanted to cover a couple of other things which the first one is about some of the other methods of tracking. So you know, if you really, really can't get on with tracking your food using an app like MyFitnessPal, or you really, really don't want to, you know, weigh out your food. And my challenge to you on that is this, that, you know, you really don't have to weigh out your food for every single thing that you eat. So, you know, it's about finding those tips and tricks that can help you. For example, I now have a scoop for my porridge and I know how much porridge my scoop, like dry oats, my scoop weighs. So I don't need to weigh out my oats anymore because I know what's in my scoop. Um, And I've been doing this for so long that I can eyeball the right amount of berries. Um... And I know roughly how much oat milk I have in my coffee and I know how many coffees I have every day. So, you know, I'm roughly getting there. So do give the tracking accurately a go because the more accurately you track, the more accurate your results are going to be. Um, But if you really, really can't get on with weighing and tracking and measuring your food, then there are other things that you can do to really, you know, help you be more aware of what you're eating. So you can take pictures of your food. But I would still recommend that even if you're taking pictures, you write it down because, you know, we've all got thousands and thousands of pictures on our phone. So those pictures will get lost unless you're particularly good at your admin and you put them in a folder. But I would definitely recommend that you write your um, your meals down. You could use things like American cut measures to measure out your food rather than weighing it using kitchen scales. And you can also, there's another way of using your hands as measures for your food. So a palm of protein, a thumb of fat, two big handfuls of vegetables, a small cupped handful of carbohydrates is is one of the methods you can also use for tracking your food if you don't want to count calories. Um, And also just, you know, tracking by looking at your plate. So maybe using the same dinner and lunch plate every day 
and tracking you know how much protein goes on that plate and how many how much of the plate is with vegetables how much is with carbs how much is with fats and if you want to reduce how much you're eating and you want to reduce your calories and lose body fat then you just make those portion size smaller but whatever way you do it I do recommend that you record it and I do think that if you're not using an app writing it down is a really good place to start so that's just kind of my thoughts on tracking then I wanted to go into tracking even on the bad days. So this is something that I discuss with my clients a lot. Um, one of the things that I really try to encourage my clients to do is be consistent. And that's consistent with all of their habits because to build a habit, we have to be consistent with it. Otherwise, it doesn't become a habit. Now, hear me when I say... I don't want my clients to be tracking for the rest of their lives. I don't want my clients to be, you know, whacking out my fitness power for the rest of their lives. The point is they learn how to do this. They learn how to eat. They learn about nutrition and then eventually they don't need to do it again. That's what I want people to walk away with. However, it takes time to get to that stage and it takes time to build up the knowledge and the understanding and the ability to eyeball a portion of food and, and know roughly what it contains. So one of the things that we really talk about is consistency. And consistency does not mean perfection. And in fact, I would, I would argue I want consistency over perfection. What it means is in the terms of tracking your food and counting your calories, it means be consistent even when you think you're being bad. So even when you've had a piece of cake or even when you've had a really big lunch or a really big dinner or even when you've been out f with the girls for a few drinks, try to track what you consume. Even on the days you know you've gone over your calories. And the reason for that is, again, it teaches you, you learn, you learn what's going on with your food and your drink and what's going into your body. You can learn what the consequences are of going over your calories by 500 calories. But also you're not building a habit if you don't log the food, even on a in speech marks bad day, you are not reinforcing that habit. And the other thing that I always say to clients is if you do go over, if you have an overindulgent day, you've got a couple of choices. What most people do is they say, oh, brilliant. Well, I've ruined it now. So eh, I'm going to hit the big red button and just ruin the rest of the day or the rest of the week or whatever. That's not an option I want you to take. You have the option of saying, right, draw a line under it. And from that line, whether it's 1pm in the afternoon or 10 o'clock at night, right, draw a line under it, move on, next choice is going to be different. Or you have the choice of the next day after you've gone on to recoup a little bit of that. Because the other thing that I encourage my clients to do is be really flexible. You know, this isn't a rigid, you must eat this, this and this 
situation. We're talking about real life. So for example, if I give my clients, you know, up to 2000 calories to eat per day, you know, that's 14 thousand cat I had to do some mental arithmetic then it was really easy mental arithmetic as well but yeah not so much for me um 14,000 calories across the week that doesn't mean you have to eat 2,000 calories exactly a day it could mean that on Monday you actually only eat 18,000 calories and on Tuesday you eat 2,000 and on Wednesday you eat 19 hundred and Thursday you eat 1850 and then Friday you go out for a couple of glasses of wine and you do go over your 2000 calories but it's okay because you've been flexible throughout the week and so you've got those calories to play with at the end of the day um and if you do go over your calories and you hadn't expected to and you hadn't accounted for it earlier in the week recording what you're consuming as accurately as possible gives you the ability to say okay I need to recoup a little bit of this and you know if it was a big old night in the pub and you had a fair few glasses of wine maybe you don't recoup all of it because one bottle of wine is about well depending on the wine between 600 and 700 calories um you might not want to recoup all of that the next day but at least you know that you might just want to rein in it rein it in a little bit and so it's really flexible and that is why I encourage clients to track even on the days they think they've been bad because another reason is it might be that you weren't that bad who knows I have a friend who tracked on her birthday and actually she found that there were days outside of her birthday that she overate more than in, than what she did on her birthday. So, you know, she still she wasn't careful on her birthday. She enjoyed her birthday, but she still tracked her food because she's building that consistency, have consistent habit. So, track even on the bad days because this whole thing of if I don't write it down, it didn't happen the only person that believes that is you because at the end of the day your results won't change just because you didn't write it down so it's really really important and I guess what I would end with is and this is how I I describe tracking to my clients when they first start working with me is you know we use calculations to Um, work out what people's calories should be but everyone is slightly different so you could have someone sitting next to me who is exactly my height my weight my build does exactly the same uh, type of workouts as me and I'm I'm sure I've said this on the podcast before but actually their calorie burn is slightly higher or slightly lower than mine per day just because we're made up differently and so the calculations that I do and that I give my clients are a starting point and one of the things I always say to them is you must track accurately for two weeks and then we make adjustments I can't make adjustments until I've seen two weeks of data and it relates to a post that I put out earlier in the week which is don't be upset by the results you didn't get from the work you didn't do 
and you can't expect results if you're not consistently doing the habits that will lead you to the results and and in this case we're talking about tracking our food so out of seven days if you're only tracking for three days and you stand on the scales or you take your measurements at the end of the week and you've put on you know kilograms or pounds if you're not tracking your food accurately you can't see where you're going wrong so don't expect to get results if you're not being consistent is where I want to end this so in summary tracking food is a great tool I know some people think it's obsessive and they don't believe in counting calories but as I've said before on the podcast all diets whether it's keto whether it's Weight Watchers Slimming World whether it's shakes whatever it is they all work on the basis of they remove calories from your daily calorie consumption which is what then makes fat loss happen so all we're doing is just stripping away the marketing here and just calling it what it is which is a calorie deficit that doesn't make it simple doesn't make it easy all the time but it's just what it is so yeah consistent habits tracking your food it's a great educational tool i've been the mum boss this has been the mum boss podcast um I am going to start putting these podcasts on YouTube, so you should go and check me out on my YouTube channel. And yeah, I would love to see you and for you to hear me next week. Have a great week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it and tag me on Instagram at the mum boss method. And don't forget to subscribe, rate and review the podcast. Have an awesome week.